know, I, I need to I need to start speaking now. I need to do my bit. I'm starting to pre all over the place. Oh God, no! Just hang in there. Whoa. Oops, sorry, I just slipped on all my pre. <laughs> hang in there. All right, we're good to go. Okay, so I started a um, crowdfunding campaign, unbeknownst to everyone. Okay. And now I've got all the money together, and I'm pursuing my secret dream. And my secret dream is to have a authentic, traditional Irish pub and grill. Okay. And I've got the floor laid out and everything. Everything's set up, except for I need to name the thing. And that's like the biggest thing of vanity. So I need to figure out what I want to do. I don't want to call it Patrick's, you know, bar and grill or something like that. So I, I, I have some suggestions to run by you guys. And maybe you can give me some feedback. Well, first of all, I'm a little disappointed. Because usually when you, the first thing that comes to people when they're going to set up their, their Irish pub is, you know, the Irish pub name. That's usually where you start. And then everything else kind of rolls from there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was thinking O'Shack Hennessy's. <laughs> you, pretty... you mean Principal O'Shaughnessy? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Knocks everything off the desk. So I, I'm thinking maybe old bag full of leprechauns. <laughs> okay. Um, Guinness Book of World Records, The Bar. That's <laughs> cool. O'Shaley's Bar, Grill, and Hammer Throwing Field. Because right. we're gonna ha- we're gonna have a field in the back for hammer throwing. Of course we are. Irish Republic Barmy, <laughs> and 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 currently in the lead for me uh, amongst my inner circle is Mohammed's Authentic Irish Pub. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, where does Mohammed factor into this? Uh, I'm I'm going to be playing Mohammed. It will be very bigoted. I'm I'm sure it will. Are you? It would. You know. You could just say to everyone. Oh yeah, the the head chef here is is Muhammad. And when people raise an eyebrow to you, you're like, no, don't don't worry. He's just in the back working on stuff. And then you immediately duck backstage. And well, I don't know. You use your imagination from there. What? I wonder how. What, man, what would an Irish pub look like if it was run by a Muslim? I want to know. <laughs> For one, there would be no alcohol. So it would no longer be an Irish pub. All right. uh, I think I have a few ideas. Okay, send them to me. Okay. Um, I mean, the obvious one right off the bat is the Jackoff Corner. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) Old Patrick's Jackoff Corner. (laughs) If if we're going super Irish, it could be the Exploded Buick. (laughs) (laughs) Um... If we're going really, really Irish, it could be called the Bludgeoned Chinaman. <laughs> and if we're going modern day making an argument for why you're not racist, you could call it the Privileged Slave. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. See, I can't you know, top people, that. I can't you know that, that whole... That whole uh, Slavery is not a big deal because the Irish used to be slaves and that bull- that bullshit argument people. Is that a yeah. bullshit argument people make? Yeah. I, I've heard that around. That's, that, is, that is bullshit. So the privileged slave. <laughs> the privileged... <laughs> you know what? That, that could work. <laughs> um, man, 
Now I, I can't I can't top any of those. I might as well not even. I'm just gonna keep mine to myself now. No, go ahead. All right, all right. Well, you know, as someone who plays a lot of role playing games, I have to come up with bar names off the top of my head. Uh, so uh, you know, there's your traditional fantasy. I would do more of a fantasy bar. But because it's Irish, I'd have to keep it with the theme, so I'd call it the Emerald Dragonfly. So that's like a legit name, you know? Not that any of yours mm. weren't legit. I'm just saying, like, you know, people walk in and there's a sign of a <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. The Bludgeoned Chinaman was definitely <laughs> a legit suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we name it? Can we name it the, the Bludgeoned Chinaman? We used to have a we used to have a lovely pub. Back in the homeland called the Bludgeon Chinaman. Oh, dear God. Um, then uh, there was there's um, there was a pub name I came up with for uh, like uh, this was actually for a novel I'm working on, but I'm gonna go ahead and share it here. There's a pub in there that's called the Sailor's Mouth. Hmm. Uh, and uh, you know that one works. But then I was thinking about like everyone come into the Sailor's Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> See? It works. <laughs> and you know, uh, the, the special on the menu is the salty surprise. I'm on an <laughs> Irish car bomb in the sailor's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then off the top of my head I was thinking like uh you'd have a uh, you'd have a, a a signboard above your pub and it's a it's a leprechaun, but it's mooning everybody who comes in and it's called the Rainbow's Rear End. Hmm. I I specifically behind the scenes when I was pitching to you guys, hey, give me ideas for the name of this Irish pub that I'm totally making in real life. Um, I specifically said this was not going to be a gay Irish bar, David. I never said it was going to be a gay Irish bar. I just said it was going to be a, ba- a bar where a leprechaun moons you. Well, I think that there's going to be some mixed signaling. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's showing up to the Rainbow's Rear End and not expecting a dick in their mouth. <laughs> no, they're going to expect that when you go, go into the bathroom and go to the uh, glory hole, that the person who is sucking your dick won't need to be on their knees. <laughs> you don't know what's on the other side. It's a, it could be a magical leprechaun. It's a, yeah, it's a truly magical pub. Yeah, the best thing is when you when you when you when you stick your dick in the glory hole. There's a little like speaker above you that plays a shing noise, you know, <sighs> just to add to the experience. Um, hey, you know and what? The, and, the... <laughs> and then and then when you're done, you you just put some some Irish gold coins through through the through the glory hole for the little leprechaun. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh wow! Okay, that that uh, you know it's it's appropriate though that we segued into talking about uh, you know fellatio. leprechauns blowing a leprechaun blowing a leprechaun <laughs> because our story is all about love today. I don't know why it's just it just is. Um, the story is just called love. And uh, hi everybody, this is Undercooked Analysis. All you need. Is, is to blow a leprechaun. leprechaun. Yeah. I mean, it's an experience I think everybody should have. Well, 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 no, wait, blow a leprechaun or be blown by a leprechaun? Or both? Well, it's, it's like, more... 
I don't understand the like if the leprechaun is standing up, I don't understand the logistics of how you would blow them. You basically have to be laying down prone, you know. Yeah. But the leprechaun is already a dick sight. Mm. Just be careful. Don't make them mad because they're yeah, that means your groin is also level with their teeth. I mean, See, that's, that's, that's true a, of any blowjob. Right. But, I mean, leprechauns, <laughs> leprechauns are... The universal constant of blowjobs. But, I mean, leprechauns are like, you know, fey. They're like tricksters, right? So, And they might get pissed off if you give them something they don't they don't deem worthy. So there's a, there's a you know, a 50-50 chance that you, you did it wrong. You put your dick in the glory hole, and, and then suddenly you, you come out with, without one. Ugh. You go, people I just, tell you stories. I, you go to the hospital. Like what happened? Like a leprechaun bit it off, and they all just roll their eyes and go, "Sure, they, sure." But then they won't believe that. So you'll have to make up a lie because, like, what are you going to say that a leprechaun bit my dick off? You're going to have to say but clearly they've never been to the I was, rainbows. Room. I was, I was trying to give myself a circumcision with a cheese grater. Ah no. <laughs> I decided that if uh, cellar door is the most beautiful phrase in the English language, then cheese grating circumcision is the ugliest. You know, you mentioned that, and I just think to myself, I didn't expect some sort of Spanish Inquisition. I I like the concept of, yeah, uh, I tried to give myself a circumcision with a a cheese grater, and they're just like, it, it appears from what's left of your penis that you were already circumcised, sir. And it's I like, tried. well, well, other other than the obvious mishap, the circumcision was going really well. <laughs> I tried to give myself a circumcision with a cheese grater, and now I wish I hadn't. <laughs> so, David, why, why are we reading Love? Uh, because it is one it is the second highest rated story on creepypasta dot com. So I'm expecting I'm expecting porn. Mm. But we'll see. It's got a 9.3 out of 10 from 6,016 votes. It was uploaded on February 1st, 2016. It estimated reading time is 10 minutes, so it's probably take us at least three episodes to get done. Um, and uh, I figure let's just uh, dive right into it and see if it's because we were we were just we were debating um, we were debating like an episode ago. So during the McCarter house, we were reading that and we saw it had a bad rating and bad rep and uh, that all these other stories were rated much more highly. And I'm like, that's, that's bullshit. McCarter house is great. It was fun. Zombie ghosts leave this place. So it, it wasn't perfect. And I could understand if people on creepypasta actually cared about the genre because it wasn't, you know, Ashcan <laughs> horror. It wasn't our idea of horror, but it was still a, a really good serviceable story. It was, I mean, it, it was it, 7.1. Yeah. It's sad. And this is this is um, uh, nine point three, so this better be goddamn fantastic. I want to specify again, like I I I appreciate like the proof of concept of the story alone, just like zo- mm-hmm. the, the ghosts of zombies. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let's take a look at this one and see if it's actually it actually has a reputation, or if we or if we just continue to decide that people who generally vote for things on creepypasta.com are just a bunch of uh, fucking posers. Anyway. Um, this is not meant to scare anyone. Okay, I understand that, but why don't you read the first paragraph? Oh, I can do that. Okay. This is not meant to scare anyone. All right, thank you. Calling it a creepy story would be a bit of an insult, because it isn't one. 
This is an expression of gratitude towards a friend, a friend who was always there for me. He watched over me when I was growing up and was the best friend any kid could ever have. Um, I would say right off the bat that that first line of this is not meant to scare anyone should be taken away (laughs) and then just changed to calling this a creepy story would be a bit of an insult because it isn't one. That's a a much better way to start. It's not front loading as much. I mean, it's not. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it's not. You're, you're always kind of dealing with that problem of how do we tell someone that this isn't a typical story from the get go. You kind of want to put that forward if yeah. you really are confident. It's it's and a good idea. I, th- I think it, it is they a found good a cool idea. way. It is a good idea. Yeah, if you're gonna, I like the idea of starting out the story by telling someone that, that this is not supposed to be a scary story, but it's a little blunt the way I did it. A little bit. But it's just that first part, because the idea that this is an expression of gratitude towards a friend, that is pretty eye-catching. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Friend who was always there for me, even. Um, Alan, you want to take the next couple? Sure. All right. Even if I didn't recognize it at the time. He was always there, even though I couldn't see him. And he was always acting in my best interests, even if I couldn't understand I'd like to take some time to share with you our story, because if you're lucky, you might have a friend like this, too. You got a friend in me. You got oh, a God. friend in me. Randy Newman got back in a recording space. Hey, I, used to, I, used to, I heard you guys talk about leprechauns. But I just, no, go away. No, go you, away. Shoot. Right, Shoot. Here's another Toy Story it. movie. Okay. Oh, I feel that it's I'm toss, coming I'm tossing out the room. <laughs> Well, good thing he took off. I can kind of hear him off in the distance, you know, just doing his thing. Sorry about Did, that. Have we, have we ever addressed, like, how great Will Sasso's impression of Randy Newman yeah. was? Yes. <laughs> it's it's so good. So good. <laughs> the thing where he's like, I love how he's got that, that ashtray of cigarettes, and he just, like, takes one hit, grounds the cigarette out into a tray, takes another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the kids who don't know who Randy Newman is and are lucky to not know who Randy Newman is. Well, I mean, I think he must. He can't, he. I have to put the Randy traps out again, but I mean, <laughs> Randy. It hey, just looks like a little hey, leprechaun hey, who, who's David, like, um, "Can our opening song be you 'You've Got a Friend in Me' mixed with the Eclipse Explains All thing?" <laughs> um, I mean, I'll try. I'll, I will try, but they're both completely different meters. One is a little Good. more bouncy, and the other one is—it's just gonna—it's gonna sound unholy. I think if you speed up, you've got a friend in me. You've got a winner on your hands. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see what I can do. Uh, this has been becoming increasingly more uh, uh, challenging challenge, but uh, I'll take it on. Um, Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I think he just showed up because he knows that short people got no reason to live, including leprechauns. I think. I should let you read his letter first. In May of 2010, I bought a new computer and took my old one to the shop to have everything backed up. I brought the new computer home and had begun restoring my files <laughs> from my portable hard drive and reinstalling programs when I noticed that there was a file in the miscellaneous folder that the shop technician had created for files with no other place. It was called happybirthdaybaby.txt. Hmm. Uh, happybirthdaybaby.txt. Initially, I thought it was a message my mom had written <coughs> for me that I'd never read as intended, but I opened it, and this is what I found. And now we get right into the meat of the story. 
you might find this one day. I'm not great at this computer stuff, but I've watched you tinkering with this machine lately, and I think I know how to save this so that you'll find it. Seeing as it's time for me to go, I want to leave you this last little message. I know you never met your father, but to me he was Colonel Marcus Andrew Statfield, and I'm sure your mother had told you, as I'm sure your mother told you. He was a good man, one with the pride of a lion, the strength of a bear, and, the, and a heart of pure gold. Oh, so a chimera. And the dick of a bear. <laughs> he had the strength and dick of a bear. <laughs> the blowjob skills of a leprechaun. <laughs> Truth is, I was almost like his son long before you were born. I was his second in command and served with him for three years. This is all just for me to prove that I'm clearly his favorite, so uh, fuck you. That was a weird, weirdly short story. Anyway. I watched as your mother wept when she heard the news, her belly swollen with your soon-to-be debut in this world. And I stayed with her every second of that day, uh, every second of every day. That was until the day you came into the world. Then my focus shifted to you. I watched as they cleaned you and handed you to your mother. And she seemed to look right at me with a knowing eye as I stood over the both of you. Almost as if she'd known all along. And she'd known along. <laughs> Merrily, <laughs> and I'd be willing along. And I'd be willing to let bet my last penny she did. My last ghost penny. I'm a ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this time I might just disappear. Um, I've watched you grow, and I remember everything, <laughs> even the things you don't. You always were such a happy baby, and you seemed to have inherited your father's sense of humor. When you were getting to be four months old, you would do just about everything to hinder your mother's attempts at changing you, laughing all the while. You were a wild one at heart, just as you are today. Just like Marcus. When you were about six months old, we would play all the time. We had one game in particular, where I would grab your toes and tickle your belly. You would love it, though when your mother came in, I'd have to stop. And it always perplexed her as to why you'd abruptly start, start crying. After a while, she seemed to think you didn't like her, which is why I realized that I had to back away some. As odd. Grab your toes and tickle your belly. I would love it, though when your mother came in, I'd have to stop. Um... Like a ghost? What is going on here? Ghosts, apparently... It, I mean, we, we, it's a ghost. It's... No, Dusty. It's the parka. <laughs> but, like... Um, <coughs> that that would be an odd phrase. That That's a really odd phrase. I don't know. Like, why, why would you have to stop, you know, to freak out? The, I don't, I don't well, know. Clear, it's a little clearly too the, clear. Clearly the mother can't see him. Yeah, it's a little it's a little too on the nose, I yeah. think. Oh, when you were one year old, you seemed to develop a sixth sense for me. And although you couldn't really see me so much or so well anymore, you knew I was there. I couldn't play with you as much as before because I knew it would only hurt you in the long run. But I always kept guard. I knew you remembered seeing me because you had a way of testing my presence. You'd throw toys into the corner where I stood, then wait to see if I would play with them. Now, 
I know you won't remember this, but once you threw a bear and a rag doll at me, and because my mother, uh, your mother was busy in the kitchen making dinner, I kept you entertained by pulling on, put, by putting on a little show. It was nothing special. I just made them dance a little. You were laughing loudly, and your mother came in to see what was so funny, but when she saw, she wasn't laughing. I bet you couldn't mention the bear or ragdoll dance even today and I bet you could even mention I bet you could mention the bear and ragdoll dance even today and the collar would run right out of her cheeks. But do me a favor and don't. It would be a kind I thought it said kink here. I thought it would be kinder to ask if you ever threw toys into the corner. That isn't quite as bad a memory for her as the dancing is. Okay, so uh very clearly a ghost or uh imaginary Clearly friend. um our um our protag's mother did not have the number for the ghostbusters or else this story would be over very quickly. Uh depends on which ghostbusters. If it's the new ghostbusters it might be a little more inept. I mean, maybe, but what about the real Ghostbusters? I think the real Ghostbusters are the ones we What about the extreme Ghostbusters? <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, what about the Hanna-Barbera Ghostbusters? Yeah. Is, the, is this story going to, like, be emotional and manipulation, and that's why people like it? Um, I'm already Probably. in the sense of uh, feeling that that's going to be the case. It's like, I was looking over you all the time. I'm, I'm guessing we're in a situation where the dad died and said, take care of my family or something. But then this guy died, but he still kept his promise. Because he's a leprechaun. He's not dead. He's just a leprechaun. Right. Real it's Warwick cons don't like die. Proper Warwick Davis leprechaun. <laughs> Do you remember your first word? I do. Leprechaun. <laughs> do you remember your first limerick? There once was a man from Calast who had fought balls made from fine brass. Do you remember your first word? I do. Love. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> this, per- this person obviously does not know about LOL. Otherwise they wouldn't have wrote ha ha. <laughs> Well, they this per, this uh our our ghost wrote at the beginning in his first paragraph tinkering with this machine. This ghost yeah. is from like the forties. Your mother made damn well sure you knew just how much you were cherished by her, every moment of every day, and she would always say, "Love you, baby." I remember you tugging at my heartstring something awful once when your mother was changing you in the bathroom this one time. You seemed to have caught my reflection in the mirror behind her, and you pointed and said, love. Well, more of a love, but your mother knew, and she laughed and affirmed it. It was your only word for a time, but as I walked out of the reflection, you started getting restless, and I knew again that I had to be more stealthy. You were growing more and more every day now, and I couldn't afford to break my promise to your father. Yeah, I kind of called it. Um, father, which is why I would have to retreat I mean, again. even by the like second or third paragraph, we were like, it's a ghost. And now, no, Dusty, it's Laparka. And then, you know. 
now I call it the whole promise to the, to the dad yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I'd like to imagine that this actually is La Parca. Yeah. That the ghost <laughs> is La Parca this whole <laughs> time. even better. <laughs> Which I, I don't know, man. Look, like I, if I had La Parca protecting me, I would feel, feel pretty safe. Yeah, hey, uh, La Parca is your bodyguard. Hey, yeah. future David, I know you already had an image in mind for this episode, but can you throw Laparka in the background? Um, I can find a way. <laughs> yeah, right. do that. That seems good. Um, I broke the rules many times to protect you, for that promise to your father was everything to me. Rules of nature! I'm still not entirely unconvinced that this isn't just a, a kindly leprechaun, though. That could also be the solution. Um, I remember when you were three and you had, and mastered walking. You were a regular little scout. Ha ha. You could never keep still. Those little legs had opened up a whole new world to you, and you weren't shy at all about exploring it. I mean, no one to tell us no or where to go or say we're only dreaming. One day, you were at your with your mother in the market, and a lady with a shiny purse caught your eye. You went running after her, just as another shopper was running with her trolley in front of her, coming the other way. She didn't spot you, and because you were running after the purse, you didn't see her either. Because you're a dumb kid. Just saying. Because you're a kid. stupid, stupid kid. This is what happens when you let really? a leprechaun take the eyes of Because you know short people, you got no reason to live. You know? Oh, I feel another thought coming on. God damn it, Randy Newman. No, get no, out of here. no. God damn it. Foxy. We need, okay, our, okay. our recording studio is fireproof, but it is it's, sadly it's not, not Randy, Randy Newman proof. proof. Let me here take the next take the next paragraphs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make sure the Randy the Randy, Randy traps Randy, are secure. Randy, there's a, there's a short person outside. Go tell Wait, him to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a short person outside asserting their rights <laughs> as a human being. Um, okay, I think he's gone. <laughs> Guys, the... he's gone. I'm gonna get the Randy traps. I'm gonna reset the Randy traps. I'm gonna gonna resecure the the Randy proof lock on the door, and I'll make sure I leave a huge uh, just a carton of cigarettes just outside for him. So he won't... it's just it's just a bunch of cigarettes that are already lit, and he just like right next to an ashtray, and he has to like put them all out after having a puff on each. <laughs> It's it's just a cardboard stand standy of of a short person, and there's a there's an air bubble quote bubble coming out of them, and it just says, "I have rights as a short person." I found a I found a uh, a cutout of uh, of Peter Dinklage, and that just infuriates the fuck out of Randy just seeing him. <laughs> uh, breaking the rules is not allowed, but allowing you to get hurt wasn't permittable either. By the time you noticed it was already uh, noticed her, it was already too late, and you fell on your bottom before you could scamper out of the way. Left with no other option, I sent the trolley flying into the side of the freezer, and as it crashed, the woman screamed, "Bloody murder!" Ah, a in in a uniform, a man in a uniform. Uh, she screamed. You simply <laughs> she screamed, "A ghost!" <laughs> no, no, lady, it's Laparka. You simply giggled as the crowd gathered and your mother came running. When she found you at the scene, you were safe and sound, and you pointed to the trolley that smashed the freezer window. 
You know what you said to her then? Love, mommy. I was hiding by then, embarrassed to have created such a scene, though I have to admit I was laughing on the inside. <laughs> That's my inside laugh. As you grew and became more aware, so did I, and I finally knew when I could and couldn't intervene. Doing too much would hurt the both of us, so I chose my moments carefully. You were a smart kid, just like your father, and most of the time knew how to handle in any and every situation. You were a smart child, just like your father was a smart child. <laughs> your, your father was a child prodigy. He was killed. If there was an option, he, he you took it. He was killed in the Gulf War at the age of twelve. <laughs> part of the bait, part of the baby platoon. <laughs> Instead of Boss Baby's just War Baby, and it's basically Saving Private Ryan played babies. Jim Henson's Jim Henson's Gulf Babies. <laughs> Shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Most of the time, you knew how to handle in every situation. If there was an option, you took it. Though I slipped up a few times as you were growing up, I do think I did well to keep an eye on you. It was just the little things to make your life a bit easier. Things you probably won't remember. Like putting your piano music sheets into your bag at night. Turning off your television when you fell asleep. Pulling the sheets over you on the colder nights. Sorting your drawers. Setting your alarm clock. Closing your windows and door. You caught me doing one or two of these things a few times, and I want to take the time now to apologize for scaring you. Man, a ghost was rifling through my underwear drawer. That's... Now I wish he hadn't. (laughs) This is is like one of those think pieces where it's like, is technology making humans dumb? Where it's like, are ghost guardians making people dumber and more forgetful? Honestly, this story should have just been called (laughs) iGhost. I... Like, I, I obviously went into this, like, wanting to be an asshole because it's 9.3, so bear that in mind. But, man, just, like, knowing that it's a ghost is is removed all the tension to me. This is the creepypasta version of a serious Robin Williams movie. <laughs> 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 so, I think it's important we define to our listeners what that is. Is this more of, like, a... Is this more of like a uh, a Patch Adams, or is this more of a uh, one hour photo? I think this is a okay. Patch Adams. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, one hour photo, awesome. It's so good. That's yeah. Uh, it's disturbing and at times also kind of funny too. That's the point is good times. This is not disturbing. Well, men, this is not yeah. meant to scare anyone, and it's not a creepy story. That's what they said from the get go. So they're they're. It is creepy. Well, because there's a ghost rifling through this kid's underwear drawer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, the, the Alan, you were the last paragraph, right? Okay. Yes. Wait, that was... Um, this one time, you were doing your homework and fell asleep at your desk, so I filled in all the answers for your math quiz. Oh, shit, this ghost is awesome. What? No, fuck this ghost. This ghost is, like, teaching this kid bad habits. Like, you don't need to remember, you know, this stuff or take care of your well, responsibilities. I mean, you just have thing, ghosts. I would have loved to have this ghost around when I was learning algebra, because fuck algebra. 
No, they, they, if you keep reading, he kind of justifies you it. You made such a fuss to your mother earlier about how strict the teacher was about homework, and I knew you knew the answers anyway, but you suspected more than ever when you woke up and found the whole half a page you left incomplete was done. You were older and had forgotten that we were friends. Things you saw in the media about ghosts scared you, and you had every right to be afraid. I just want to say I'm sorry. I never meant to make you cry. If only I had taken a little extra care, you'd never have known. I just wanted to keep you safe and happy. Is Ghost Hunters making people ghost racist? <laughs> as you matured, you began to take form as a little lady, and as such, you began to know the evils of men. Evil of men. This was a lady? Our protag was a... This... Our... our, 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 our narrator is 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 a lady well not okay. this narrator but the, this is a story within a story just yeah yes true true so i was i'm beginning like maybe no maybe all along this it, it was a boy and then and now they're transgender well, I mean, that's, that's true maybe that's happening could, you know that would be deep you began to take the form Guys, as a how, little how, lady. Actually, you know what would be legit moving is like if the ghost, like this was this was a like trans person, but the ghost always saw, you know, as as they as they saw themselves and not as what they you know looked like on the outside. That if this was actually written around that, you could do some yeah, that's, cool that's shit a, with that. That was my thought. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I I think it would be. No, no, because like you would have to, you would have the foreshadowing, and then the foreshadowing would be really cool and right. detailed. Yep. As it is right now, this is just—it's so it's, by the numbers that I don't have any feelings. It's, it's pretty saccharine, it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, I—you—you I, you really put the right word to it, mm. saccharine. It's, yeah. Though you had your wits about you, you were always taking stupid risk, uh, letting letting guys pull out <laughs> instead of using a condom. And, uh, and watching over you became a little more wor- of a worry for me because you were having sex. Gradually, I began to expose myself more and more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the boogeyman keeps coming out of my closet and flashing me. Uh, it's a dick. (laughs) Why does Laparka? Why is Lapark? Dude, Laparka, stop, Laparka. It's Laparka, but then like his his unitard is just like like meshed around his dick. Laparka in like a trench coat doing the traditional flasher thing. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Gradually, I had to expose myself more and more. Most memorably, that night when you had that no good boy you brought home, starting to put the moves on you. Your mother was at work. He was only after one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. And although I knew it wasn't my place to choose for you, you were still only a baby girl, just 15 uh, years old. As he got out of you and started doing what? No, it's just like a baby girl, just 15 years old. That's the, All this language is very loaded and creepy to me. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I, no, I think it's just more that we're putting. A no, I mean, just put that context in my head. I know that she, he's, he's. I know that literally everything this ghost is doing is like super innocent, but like, Barbie's just like, um, rude. You're infant, inf- infantilizing a, a teenage girl. Stop it. 
It, he, he very much so is infantilizing her, and the creepy thing is that he wants to intervene in well, he her keeps sex exposing life. Exposing himself. <laughs> he's just. I, I'd like I'd like the concept of like they're they're starting they they take off their clothes and they're doing heavy petting because they're not ready for sex, and then the ghost decides to just ghost stimulate his prostate <laughs> and he just like prematurely ejaculates everywhere, and he's like, I swear to God, this has never happened. <laughs> Ever. Oh, shit. <laughs> he literally is just pulling down his pants and just blows his load everywhere. I'm sorry. Go- oh, God. Okay. Okay. We got to finish this. As he got on top of you and started undressing, you took off his top and began whispering those sweet nothings. Your face said it all. Again, the- there's nothing wrong with using those kinds. What What's the term? Um, those commonly used phrases, but I feel like that's all it's using. We're not getting any interesting language here, so we're hearing things like whispering sweet nothings. It's like, that's such a cliche to mm-hmm. bring up. It, it really is. On reading ahead, <coughs> it, uh, reading ahead, it continues to get painted by the numbers. Okay. You were scared. And when you told him to stop, and he wouldn't, and when you tried to push him off and he got angry... When he struck you and finally tried to put his hand up your skirt, all the evil I kept inside of me broke free at that moment. <laughs> and it was something I, I couldn't hit him control. With a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, this Good is one, David. <laughs> hey, you, I, I learned from the best. You know, him trying to reach up your skirt and all of that stuff, that was fine. But then he tried to take off my mask and I got (laughs) fucking pissed. (laughs) People who don't know who Leparka is have to be fucking puzzled at this point. I don't know anything about, like, almost nothing about wrestling except for what you and other people have, like, informed me as. And I I even, like, know and appreciate Leparka now. Go educate yourselves. All you need to know is that... All you need to know is that Laparca is a luchador wrestler with a mask on. That's all you really need to know, he, I guess. He's, he's a Mexican wrestler in a skeleton costume. <laughs> Pretty much the culmination. It is the intersection of all of oh, our yeah. interest in one human being. And he carries around a folding chair that occasionally he taunts people with by playing it like a guitar. <laughs> he's a skeleton He's a luchador wrestler, and he's memes, so he's perfect. <laughs> I can't decide if the tagline for this episode is going to be... Uh, it, it, I think it has to be, no dusty, it's Laparca. No dusty, it's love. <laughs> no dusty, it's a sad Robin Williams movie. <laughs> <laughs> no dusty, you can put no that dusty in, it's Randy Newman. You can put that in the YouTube description. Is this going to be a one-hour photo or a Patch Adams? <laughs> That, oh, that is so. That, that's definitely going in the description. Is this a one-hour photo or a Patch Adams? All right. Um, let's see how. Let's see. Okay, so I, I think my my solution was better than what's in here. But let's see what our let's see what Laparca actually does. My rage boiled over as I began to growl. The lights flickering, the TV volume rising, my palms sweaty, my knees weak, arms heavy, <laughs> the doors and windows crashing open and shut. The keys on your piano began to rattle, and with your father's roar, I yelled, Get out of the house, boy. 
You ran out of that room and you tried to follow, but I slammed that door in your face and wouldn't let the handle go until your mother pulled into the driveway. I'm so sorry, kid. That whole thing traumatized you for a while. You became more frightened of me than ever, having such an experience, and I knew from then on, in spite of how much I loved you, we could never be friends. Not after what I'd done. Some nights... Any any anyone had some yeah yeah I stay up in my bad luck, but if you uh, wake up, I still feel your ghost. Son of a bitch! Hey, Randy, look, 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 look! Oh, uh, cigarette! Yeah, I, I, you both know that keep, I don't know what happened. That you go through so fast. Cigarette make me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> From down to Disney smoke. From down to Disney smoke. From time to Disney smoke. Put it out on the leprechaun. Uh, okay, he found. He found I the one. Leprechaun he found the one. He crawled <laughs> it through a mouse hole. There was like one place I forgot to put a Randy trap, and he just got in. Man. Laparka, get him! Yeah, I'm doing... <laughs> oh! Okay, he's unconscious. Thanks, Laparka. Okay. Okay, good. But but what do we think about this scene that has um, just transpired? That the would be the the would be rapist got or child molester and or what? No, never mind. Are are they child molesters if they themselves are children? Uh, I mean, they they start. I don't know. Good question. That's a question for the ages. I, <clears throat> if you're a if you're a horny like if you're a story... horny teenager, and you're gonna like be a, be an asshole and like go through without consent with someone who is also underage, does that make you a child molester? I think it just makes you a normal old rapist. Yeah. I think the I think the child part is kind of gone, and it right, just becomes. Yeah. Go to old fashioned. It was um, going to go that far. That was, that was attempted rape. But I, but I do wonder if this is. It feels like the story wasn't ramping up to this, and then just all of a sudden, hey, rape. Yeah. And I don't it, know how. I don't know how I to was, feel about that because really it's just like enjoyed the idea of like this 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 kid being a fucking creep, and then just Laparka running out behind him and hitting him with a chair. That I was thinking more about how much I was enjoying that, and not how much it frustrates me that this bit was in there. It's not. It doesn't make me it's, as it's angry not that as you, like it's it, not... when it's you when it's been used in other stories that are more detestable than this, like fucking uh, clock. Yeah, work. yeah. It, it's it's certainly not that tier, but it it is kind of atonal. Yeah. It, it it wasn't like you can definitely have a serious subject like rape come out of nowhere for the purpose of blindsiding mm-hmm. someone. But it, this was like such a tepid really use was. of that. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway. Um, I just don't, I just, I just feel like that needs it, it to does. be addressed. Um, and it's supposed to like, I guess, continue to emphasize how our, our ghost is really just has the best intentions for our, our, um, our narrator. Even though the ghost was kind of being skeezy and the kid wasn't doing anything wrong and then, like, he was still being a dick and then when the kid actually started to become a rapist who was not getting consent, that's when he was like, okay, that's a straw that broke the camel's back. Like, do we have a reliable 
Laparka here? I mean... Or do we have an unreliable Or do we have Leparka? an unreliable leprechaun who's just putting on a Laparka front? Unreliable, lying <laughs> Laparka leprechaun. Some nights, used to sit awake late in the, into the evening, watching for me. And I'd have to sit in the darkest corner, looking right back at you, unable to reassure you that I wasn't here to cause you harm. You used to scream, I hate you, get out, leave me alone. And just as you used to do as a toddler, you would throw things into my corner. Only instead of toys for me to play with, this time it was heavy books, CD cases, anything you could get your hands on to get me to move. You used to sit in your bed watching that corner. I always felt terrible about what I did. I'd almost broken that promise to your father. But more importantly, I'd almost broken that personal, the personal promise I'd made to you. You know there's a ghost there, and the ghost prevented you from getting raped. Why are you mad at the ghost? Yeah, I... Who? It's not, it's not as though, like, they started to fool around and everything was consensual, and then he told them to see, get out? You see... That might have been a more maybe that might have it been is a more maybe he is story a... angle if the ghost had a flaw and that he was just really overprotective and here's his two teenagers and what if it was consensual but the ghost was just going to have none of it? That that's again what I'm getting at. Maybe there's an unreliable narrator oh, ghost in so this that letter. Would be interesting. So yeah, may, maybe after the letter is over, this person is like, I wanted to suck his dick and he was. <laughs> Fine, and we were all good. We were all honey, and then you interrupted. And every time I try and have sex, you prevent me from having sex. That would really suck if there was a ghost around that just prevented you from having sex. And well, that, now that's, you're that's... the crazy old widow who talks about the ghost in her house. The ghost in her vagina. <laughs> her haunted vagina. <laughs> no, but that's that's kind of a thing in um, Beyond Good and Evil, which is... <laughs> Terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> video game. Spoilers for Beyond Good and Evil. Spoilers for Beyond Good and Evil. It's not good. And now when No, wrong. I was thinking more along the, the ghost that prevents you from doing anything. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah it's... My turn, isn't it? I even have it highlighted <laughs> when I somehow am an idiot. It was like... That until the night you tried to make peace with me. That night you sat up in your bed and said, if you're here, I'm sorry. You were only trying to stop him. Yeah, no shit. I wanted to to say something, but I couldn't. Even as you were shuffling around nervously, you called. You're here, right? Can you show me a sign? I wanted so badly to give you something, anything to show you I was there and that I'd heard that. But fearing that you would lose it if I did, I kept silent and just nodded. In that dark corner where you couldn't see me. You have to know I was never mad at you. You were just a little girl and a little prick tipped me over the edge. Promise me you'll never do anything like that again, won't you? you? You're here, right? Could you show me a sign? Just give me some kind of sign, ghost. Oh, yeah. Show me that you're mine, ghost. (laughs) Mind ghost. (laughs) Mind ghost. It's it's like what if um, Ghost in the Shell had a terrible localization, <laughs> and then they just start calling it Mind Ghost. Oh man, look out, Major Kusanagi! They're gonna hack your Mind Ghost. <laughs> <coughs> uh, 
Um, it's your 18th birthday today, which is exactly why I'm writing this to you. I want to wish you a happy birthday. I'm sure your dad's getting sick of keeping that bar stool open for me. Live a good life. Try not to forget about me and know you turned out great. Your father would be so proud of you. This letter is my present to you, and don't you worry about the spooky corner anymore. My final order is complete. I don't know about you, but I think this trooper deserves a drink. You sure were a handful. Ha ha. Well. <laughs> should, I, should I just wrap up the letter? All right. Yeah. If you find this one day, try calling out to me. Take care, be safe, and live a happy life. Love, Lieutenant Ashley Gilchrist. P.S. If you call out my name, call me what you used to call me as a kid. That always got me to come running. You just call out my name. And you know, wherever I am, I'll come expose myself. (laughs) Apparently, LaParca was a woman all along. Well, I guess Ashley is a boy's name, too. I mean, Gone anyway. in, you know, there was a big, big, Ashley was a big plot point in Gone with the Wind. Why am I, th- why did my brain immediately go to Gone with the Wind? I don't like, even like Gone with the Wind. Uh, you know. Ashley loves me. Could, could Leparka actually be a guy named Ashley Gilchrist? I don't know, fuck you, game theory, probably not, <laughs> but, but. Um, if you if you if you if you you want to support the, you want to support the show, just do you know go 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 subscribe to a Dibbic box, a Dibbic box. It's got a ghost in it. It'll come out. It'll haunt you for the rest of your life. It'll expose itself and come out of your closet and expose itself. <laughs> Dibbic box. <laughs> hey hey, do you ever do you ever need someone to just expose themselves in front of a friend or coworker? <laughs> Try. Try Exposure. Exposure will send a random individual in a trench coat anywhere, anywhere across the U.S. and just give the verification, and they'll go out and expose themselves, traumatize your friends, co-workers. Uh, I was listening to Gobsmack. I, I mean, I was gobsmacked, and then I read this letter. Everything finally made sense. All the things that happened when I was growing up. I had always thought I was seeing things until that day when my ex-boyfriend Aww, almost raped me. It wasn't a... Hmm. Um, we don't have an unreliable... No, case. there goes... There, there goes yeah. my cool theory. Um, I'll be the first to admit I was scared of him. But because I didn't understand what he was, why he was there, or why he was after me, but now I see that I had it all wrong. The thing literally said, leave that girl alone, didn't it? it what, said, what get out of my house, crazy? boy. Get out of my house, boy. I don't know how that could be any clearer <laughs> that that was a rape-preventing supernatural it occurrence. It like, forced the kid down and just give him a stern lecture about consent. I think that would have made it a lot clearer. <laughs> No, no, just make it more ambiguous. That that way he thinks that it's just the rape ghost, and if you try and <laughs> try and rape someone, the rape ghost comes out and is like, don't you dare do that. I will scream in your ear for the rest of your days. I am the rape ghost. Oh, boy. Alan's well, that, that got weird. <laughs> um, a few days after reading the letter, 
I asked my mom a few questions about the spooky things that happened when I was growing up. She was very nonchalant about the whole thing until I mentioned what happened in the market. Uh, There, she stopped cleaning, set down her cloth, turned to me and smiled. You always had a guardian angel watching over you, honey. I don't know if it was your father or not, but who or whatever it was, it made sure nothing bad ever really happened to you. As she turned around and began cleaning the dishes, she asked, So I guess you met it then, right? Your spirit friend? This is where the party ends. I can't stand here and talk to you and your spirit friend. I, so, uh, we are assuming that this is a guy, apparently. That's, hmm. Well, it was a... Mm, that's true. This is Lieutenant Ashley, but... It could be either or. Uh, no, I know, I know a man. I know a man, Ash. Man, Ash. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not exactly. He left something for me. I went upstairs, brought my laptop down, and showed her the letter on my computer. My mother was crying by the time she finished, and she told me all about my dad's friend. My dad's spirit friend. My dad's special what friend. If, Your dad. Your dad, I don't know how to tell you this, he was, um, he was a giver and a receiver. Um, he was a very kind boy. Mark brought him home once to meet me, and he had a certain thing about him. A certain homosexuality. (laughs) Uh, That man was a loyal, as loyal as a dog to your father. He had a love and respect for him that even uh, I was intimidated by at times. When he came to our home on leave, Marcus nearly had to order him to make himself at home, and he had even had to ask, be asked to take his uniform off. He looked, <laughs> he looked up to Marcus almost like a boy looks up to his father. I don't really know his background, but I remember your father telling me that he was a good drinking partner, a fine soldier, and an invaluable friend. Okay. <laughs> I don't care about any of these characters. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, we're not far from the end. Uh, let's let's see if we can we can wrap this up. She took a deep breath and choked back a few of her tears before continuing on. They found that poor boy and your father all alone in a building that I that had been overrun by their enemy. They'd been out on recon and their team got separated when they came under fire. The rest of the boys on your father's team survived, but those two weren't so lucky. The way they found them was so, so peculiar. That's Call of Duty for you. <laughs> Your father and Ashley were part of the same clan. <laughs> <laughs> the way they found them was peculiar. She swallowed heavily, looked me right in the eye, and said, That boy was found on top of your father. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I knew it was coming. <laughs> That's what she said. Ah! Riddled with bullets. He was shielding him right up until the moment he died. 
He could have gotten away, but he refused to leave your injured father's side. <coughs> uh, with that, we both burst into tears. Love. That's exactly what he was. He was a guardian. I'd never had any reason to be afraid of him, and I'd have given anything just to tell him I was sorry and that I loved him back. I had no right to have done all those terrible things I did to him at the end, I realized. What what terrible things? And I realized that he had loved my father so much that not even death could keep him from that promise he'd mentioned in the letter. When I asked what the promise was, my mother looked at me with tears in my eyes, in her eyes and said, It was made in this very house while they were sitting in your room. It was just, no matter what happens, promise me you'll watch over my daughter. a good freshness rating alan yeah, yeah. <laughs> i rate this patch adams out of one hour photo <laughs> <laughs> um i rate this um i rate this a folding chair out of laparga sneak attack so the whole thing of uh no matter what happens promise you'll walk over watch over my daughter the last line of the story should be interesting and it's not not, 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 not necessarily not the thing not the thing I predicted it would be in paragraph four. This is this is such a very do, he, he, do, Alan. If you were asked, if you were asked, I bet like Alan, get t- tell me what the last line of the story is going to be. Would you not say like no matter what happens, make sure you look over after my daughter? Like you would be able to paraphrase the exact thing. Yep. Yep. How are we going to end our story on the most predictable thing? This is such a predictable story. That's the problem. Every every there's nothing surprising in this story. Character motivations don't make any goddamn sense because it's like, whew, I was almost raped. You know what I better do? Getting mad at the supernatural for preventing my rape. I mean, it clearly what? said very loudly and clearly, "Get out of my house, boy." Like, what? How? What else could it have said to make it clearer? what was happening make sure you don't rape that girl that you're about to rape i just don't i don't know remember what. kids rape is never funny unless it's a clown <laughs> um so i think we can pretty universally agree that the mccarter house is a better story yeah. than this this is the second highest rated story on creepypasta.com um, should we, should standing, we should... standing beside Squidward Suicide, Psychosis, and Candle Cove. Um, the only one higher than this is the Seer of Possibilities. I see it, I see it, and now it's I all within s- my reach. Anyway. I see possibilities for what we can read next. Ooh, well then, uh... It, before we get on to our next story, though, uh, anyone got any any updates, any plugs they want to want to share with the rest of the class? Uh, the Fleming units uh, deadline has been delayed until December eighth, mm-hmm. and uh, more information on that. If you are a writer in that, a contestant, a project contributor, you will be receiving more information on that soon. Or you already have received it. 
you probably already received it. By this Never point, mind. yes. Whatever. I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that... Uh, um, um, the Resident Evil Revelations 2 and 1 are coming out on the Switch. Ooh. Uh, go buy those. Because <laughs> they're awesome games. There, they're... There's another good reason to get a Switch. Man. <laughs> it's future David. Put the put the switch click in here. Sure. Oh, that was so satisfying. Oh, it sounds so good, David. Uh, do it like do it like five more times in rapid succession. All right, I think that's how we're gonna wrap things up. Enjoy the sweet serenade of. Uh, well, I mean, unless Alan, you got anything to add? Uh no. Okay. Uh, the, in that case, uh, let's 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 wrap it up with some some positives here. Let's uh, let's get the switch. Let's get those clicks going. Mm. Mm. Oh. Nobody expects the sp- Oh, bugger. <laughs> to all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. (laughs) That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me, thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.